Ah, oh, can't stand it. I know you planned it. I'ma set the straight this water gate. Hello and welcome to the next episode of Matt and Todd Go to the Movies. The podcast where Matt and Tom Tom? Matt and Todd watch a Netflix top ten movie and then we uh, discuss it over the internet and you hear our product and hopefully you like it. I am Todd Domer, not Tom. Thank you, Tom Domer. Yeah. Uh, I am Matt Malloy, and yes, welcome to another episode. Uh, today we'll be talking about the movie, uh, an older film from 2012 called Savages. Savages. And how did your uh, intro song tie into this movie, Todd? Well, the intro song was sabotaged by the Beastie Boys, uh-huh. and this movie has plenty of sabotage going on okay. between different cartels and people switching sides and stuff. Yes, true. So, And they both start with S. Also true. I didn't even think of that sabotage one. Sabotage and savages. It's a good theme. Well, uh, so, yeah, we watched this movie. Um, Todd, you had seen it before. and I had, yes. Some parts of it felt familiar to me. I feel like maybe I saw bits and pieces of it somewhere, but not the whole thing. Um, so it's got a ton of people in it. Um, the star, one of the main stars and kind of the overall narrator of the movie is played by Blake Lively. Uh-huh. And then you have her two bros, not really bros, um, Chon and Ben. Um, Taylor Kitsch has been in some stuff. He plays Chon. Texas Forever. Yeah. Texas Forever. Yeah. Well, Friday, Friday Night, Night Lights. Lights. And I don't know what Aaron Taylor Johnson has been in. But. Uh, he was Quicksilver in Avengers Age of Ultron. There you have it. It's pr- probably his, I don't know, I guess his biggest role. Right. I'm not putting him on the famous list then. Oh, Re- take that, Redacted. Taylor. Yeah. But we've also got your Benicio Del Toro, your uh, John Travolta is in yeah. this, and Salma Hayek also. Salma is. Hayek. So that was my list. Who'd I miss? Um, I don't really, uh, I guess there's a guy, Emil Hirsch is in it. He has a kind of a small part. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, uh, he was Speed Racer, the Speed Racer movie, and The Girl Next Door. Um, there's one that I can't think about that I really hate him in. Well, because I hate the movie, period. Into the Wild, I think it was called. Yeah, yep, sounds right. Yeah, I didn't. I hated him in that, and I think I hate him in real life because he's got some pretty crazy allegations against him. Like the the most famous one that I know about is he, uh, like I think he walked into a boardroom and just started to smack and punch a woman producer, like was just drunk off of his behind and did some some bad things. Wow. So not a fan of that. Wow. I don't think he's really famous then. <laughs> yeah, he's blacklisted he's from punished, our list. Punished from yeah. our, our famous list. Well, cool. So, 
Um, you got all these people in it. You got a pretty big cast of characters going on, and a lot, a lot happens in this movie. Um, I'll try and, and tell you uh, most of what happens without spoiling things. So you've got these two guys, Chon and Ben. Chon, C-H-O-N. Mm-hmm. And uh, they are in a polyamorous relationship with Ophelia. She goes by O. That's Blake Lively's mm-hmm. character. And uh, they are also the head of their own independent marijuana distribution uh, organization, I guess. Yes. And uh, they um, they are very good at it because Chan has smuggled some of the best marijuana seeds from his time in Afghanistan as a Navy SEAL. And uh, they've used them and experimented with them and uh, Ben is a botanist by trade so he's used that skill to uh, make the marijuana super awesome yeah uh, I think the thi- they, they say something like the THC is at 33% or something like that yes they when do say regular that. pot is at like I don't know 5% I think they said something not very high yes so well, I don't know about all that, but they do say those things in the movie. Yeah, I'm just reporting what the movie told me. Correct. Uh, okay, so they have this uh, thruple, triple person relationship, and yes. um, things are going along good, except for then the... Uh, the Baja cartel starts coming on the scene, headed up by Selma Hayek. Selma Hayek's yes. character. Uh, what is her name? Rihanna? I think that's right. I don't know. Yes. No, Elena. <laughs> Elena. Uh, yes, Elena. Yeah. Um, okay. So she comes on the scene and she makes demands and she's like, hey, you're going to. Uh, we're going to go into partnership and you're going to make a lot of money and you're going to give me some of it. Uh, and it's all going to work out and you're going to do this. And, uh, the guys decide that they're going to say no to this and they're going to skip town and kind of hide out, uh, for a while. So they're all on schedule to do this until their, uh, lover, O, Ophelia, is kidnapped by the Baja cartel. Um, and so then they, they uh, go and do everything they can to get her back. Um, they go ahead and say they're going to work with the Baja cartel, and they do some operations to get some money, and they offer straight-up money for, um, to get O back. Um, yeah. But when that doesn't work out real well, uh, they find out that Selma Hayek's character, uh, Elena, Elena's daughter, uh, is living in the United States. And so then they figure that out and they kidnap her as a, as a pawn, as a trading chip to get back Ophelia. Yes. And so 
that's kind of how the movie ends up is they work to uh, make this exchange. Yeah, yeah. It all boils down to the exchange. Right. And I, I, I'm sort of glossing over. There's a, there's a lot of, like, there's uh, a lot of backstabbing and people switching yes. sides. There's, there's uh, John Travolta's character is like a DEA agent who's playing both sides of it. And then yeah. um, Benicio Del Toro is like the right-hand man of Elena. His name's Lotto. And yeah. he ends up sort of playing three different sides of things. And yes. um, so, so there's a lot of twists and turns that I won't describe for you. But um, the main plot is these guys want to get Ophelia back. And they are willing to do almost anything to do it. So that's kind of how that all turns out. What did you think of this movie, Todd? Well, um, what I thought about it at the time and what I think about it now are still pretty much in line. With, is that this is an overcomplicated movie for no reason. Like, it just... Like, the story of this movie is... It starts with something going wrong, and you're like, oh, okay, you know, like, let's follow this. And then it's just, like, so many different things from different sides keep being thrown into the mix. And you're just like, at least for me, I was like, this is too much. Like, this story is too much. There's too many different moving parts. It's not even doing a good job of the story it's trying to tell, in my opinion. But then they just throw curveballs in all through the movie just to throw curveballs. Like, they don't really serve much of a point. And, um, it, I mean, I guess the acting is okay. I don't think anyone is stellar in this movie. Um, I will say, I'll use a word like serviceable. The acting is very serviceable in this movie. Benicio del Toro plays a super weird character, which he does every time he acts. He just plays a weird character. <clears throat> and, uh, the, the young white people are fine. Selma Hayek's fine. John Travolta, fine. Like, I, I don't really feel like anyone really brought anything special, but it's all, like, it's not horrible, but it's not good either. It's just kind of, it's just, it's just there. It's there. So, and I'm going to compare this movie to The Turning, if people have ever seen that movie. And it is just something I hate that happens in movies sometimes. It's not overly used, but it's so stupid to me when it's used. Uh, it all boils down to this exchange for Selma Hayek's daughter for O. And then it plays out the exchange and all this kind of stuff. And then it's coming to the absolute climax and finish of that. And then it just goes back and it's like, well, that's not really ha what really happened. Here's what really happened. And it's just so dumb to me. It's so dumb when, when movies do that. I hated it in The Turning. I hate it in this movie. It's not like either movie was doing so well and then it just tanked it through the ending. But still, like, if they didn't do that, I might have given this movie a little bit better rating. It's still not going to get a really good one for me. But um, it's just all kind of not good. Um, I found myself bored. Even though I couldn't truly remember what happened in the movie, I just felt myself not caring 
too many things were being thrown at me that didn't make sense for me to stick along with the movie. So, unless you're a huge fan of, like, uh, any of any of the people in this movie, or if you're a huge fan of, like, Blake Lively or something, I think this is a skippable movie. Like, I just... It, it's, it's not even like it had really great action sequences either. Um, it gets super dark in places. There's plenty of head trauma, and if you're listening... <laughs> There's plenty of decapitations, and it just, you know, it's like, it was, it's just way too much. It's all way too much. And I, uh, yeah, not not the biggest fan. I say skip it. That's where I'm landing. Don't waste your time on this movie unless you just feel like you have to watch this movie for whatever reason you're going to create in your mind. Then I feel bad for you that you're going to watch it. Matt? Yeah. Well. How did you feel about this movie? <laughs> So, this is an Oliver Stone uh, movie. He directed yes. this. And uh, it's based on a book. And did you know, Todd, that Uma Thurman acted in this movie, but her scenes were all cut? <laughs> Who is she supposed to be? She played O's mother. Ah... Who she, her, O's mother is referenced quite a lot right. in this movie. She's alluded to, but never shown. And apparently yeah. she was sh- supposed to be shown, but uh, that never that never made it to the to the theatrical release, at least. Yeah, I don't know if that would have saved it at all. No, I don't, I don't <laughs> it so. would have been one more thing that they threw in that I was like, "What are we doing? There's yeah. just too much happening." Well, I have a little bit different take than you have, Todd. Uh-oh. Um, I kind of enjoyed myself watching this movie. I thought it was I thought it was a fine uh not not a great movie, but a fine movie, a fine thriller kind of uh what's going to happen, who's going to betray who in the end and um and and you know is is Ophelia going to get back to her boys? And her boys. Uh, you're right. There is a whole lot of uh, contrived plot that happens, um, but you know, it uh, it plays its part. It it fills its role. It fills its time. Um. Anyway, I I didn't hate the movie. Uh, I thought that uh, the song that plays when the Mexican cartel calls is awesome. When they call was that the computer. The... I, I don't think it's the song. It's not the Psycho Killer song, is it? No, no. Oh, Every time... Has, that, it has my favorite version of Psycho Killer in this movie, where it's like a soft... Coffee House, yes, <laughs> on the Psycho Killer song, which is very entertaining. I mean, I'll give it props for that that they pulled this obscure song from a Coffee House like list playlist. <laughs> no, there's this song that plays the cartel calls Ben and Sean on their computer all the time, right? Um, and there's this little song that plays that means that they're they're being called. It's like dee 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 dee
<laughs> anyway, uh, that that song does it for me, Todd. I love it. <laughs> it's gonna earn mega points in my rating just for having that song. Um. Now I yeah. know if I'm ever gonna make a movie, how to win you over. <laughs> That's right. And so you don't like the rewinding at the end of the movie and and having another ending. No, <laughs> I don't. How did it's you, such a stupid curve. How did you feel about uh, Project A, Todd? Well, that's different <laughs> because it's our movie that we made and it's good. It's not a Hollywood movie. It's true. I so I can get behind the idea of uh, of that take. Uh, in movies, like if, if something happens and everyone thinks this is the way it happened, but then like they get more information and it's not like, but both, <clears throat> both this movie and the turning, it, it's used in a way of just a swerve for no reason. Like, it's not like, yeah, I mean, I can't really talk about it without going. It, it, it just serves no purpose. Absolutely no purpose. Like you get to this conclusion and then O's words, what she's the narrator, are literally, but that's not what happened. Right. Like, it's like, well, then why did we go down this road? Like, I don't understand why this had to happen. Yeah, it's true. Um, and, and it's really the only role it serves is, you're right, to, to show a, an alternate possible ending where certain things happen. And then they show the real ending where those things didn't happen anymore. So, Well, it always makes me think that is that the original ending and they started to show the movie to people and people were like, not a fan of this. Like they got <laughs> such a negative reaction to it that they were like, let's refilm a different ending. But let's just keep this one in just to be all like, I don't know, crazy. Well, maybe we have to read the novel by Don Winslow to find out the answer. Uh, I mean, that might be a Wikipedia search in my future, but I'm certainly not going to read the book. Well, fine, Todd, fine. Don't read yeah. it. No, I won't. Now, if we had a sponsor that did books, <laughs> then maybe I would read it, but we don't anymore. So, If, uh, if Don Winslow was our sponsor... Yeah. Then, we then Don, I'd be all, I'd be all over it. Right. Well, like I say, not, not a great movie, but I did enjoy it, and I thought it was serviceable. I'll use that term mm. as well. Thought the yeah. movie was serviceable. But well, then Matt. Yes. Are you finished? I'm finished. Yeah, I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm done. Okay. It's good. Um. Let me see here. Uh, how many decapitated heads would you give this movie from zero to five? Mm. Five being the better mm. for decapitated heads. The maximum number of de decapitated heads is the best rating for the movie. Yes. Well, in the movie, I believe there are uh, seven actual decapitated heads uh, mm. and one uh, cartoon animated decapitated head which happens mm -hmm. on uh, one of the broadcasts that's led into by the song that I love from the <laughs> cartel. They also have their own animation studio where someone gets decapitated in cartoon form. 
It's great. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll give the cartel credit. Their offer is not that bad. I mean, yeah, they're strong-arming their way into, you know, the business, like trying to take over all these businesses or whatever. But what they offer is not so bad that they'll, like, triple your business and they ask for, like, what, 20% or something like that? Like, they've got connections in every government and stuff like that. If I, if I was a drug dealer, I'm just saying, if I was a drug dealer and I got the decapitation decapitation video and then I heard their pitch and they were like this is what we can offer you I probably would just sign up they probably they probably have me I wouldn't I don't think I'd fight them yeah fair enough I'll keep maybe that's that why I'm not a drug dealer though yeah. yeah I don't know keep that in mind for the future if we ever uh, meet any cartels along yeah. the way well um, all that to say I'm gonna I'm gonna give this uh, three decapitated heads out of five. Mm. So, I enjoyed it, and you didn't. So yeah, um, I would say if you don't mind, if you don't mind watching an R-rated movie, because this is definitely that. Uh, yes, and you're looking for a thriller. Check it out. Mm. I think I'm at a 1.8 is what I was at. 1.8? That's what you rated the last movie. What was that? The last movie? Yesterday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I wasn't too happy with <laughs> Yesterday either, so it all makes sense now. Yes. Yes. Dad. Yeah, I just, I like the, the, the rewind time ending thing, I just really bothers me. It's so stupid. Um, there's just like for me there just was way too much like I think it had a, a, a fine story but it just kept adding to the story so much and it became way too much so I, I like to think a lot of times for me at least less is more so um, they did not follow that rule for this movie at all they were like how much can we pack in here and get away with I guess I don't know Apparently not as much as they wanted now that Uma Thurman was supposed to be in the movie but mm, got cut, uh-huh. so. Yeah. Hashtag release the Savages Oliver Stone cut or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm sure lots of people, yeah, lots of people will be clamoring for it. Yeah. So. Well, so you at a 1.8, me at a 3.0, that's going to that's gonna make our average 2.4 decapitated heads out of five so slightly mm. below average i guess you could skip it based on our all overall rating but you know if you got nothing else to do yeah or if you're team todd or team matt you know if you're if you're team matt then hey three check it 3. out 3.0 get yeah. get, in, get in on it if you're team todd though i wouldn't steer you wrong so right but we're one team here at Matt and Todd go to the movies, and we end up with 2.4. So that's just how True. it is. Um, so before we wrap up here, I will reveal to you, Todd, our next film that we'll be watching oh. on Netflix. Let me grab my pen and paper here. I'll be watching it in Ultra HD 4K. Well, good for you. Yeah. 
Doesn't really seem like this type of movie needs that, but sure. Alright, hit me. Or do you want to do a tagline and, and, and maybe I can guess it? I liked that last time. Okay, we'll do that again. I don't think you can guess it unless you've been looking at the top ten movies in the U.S. This is a new one. But no, the tagline is, after a best-selling novelist suffering from writer's block hires a new nanny for her children, the line between fiction and reality starts to blur. Interesting. Is it a new Netflix movie? It is. Like, okay. 2021. Uh, no idea. Yeah. This movie is called Deadly Illusions. Interesting. Yes. Anyone that we know in it? Uh, I was just looking at that. And I mean that we know personally. Uh, yes, it looks like you're in this, Todd. You never oh, told me you were right. in Deadly Illusions. Well, I've got a secret life that no one knows about. Uh, I don't recognize any of these names unless Kristen Davis is someone I should recognize, but I don't really. Doesn't sound so. familiar to me. So it looks like, looks like no. But it is in the thriller movies, psychological thrillers category. So it's nice. got that going for it. Yeah. Well, sounds like a good time. Yeah. We'll check it out. We'll report back. So, that's going to wrap up this episode of Matt and Todd Go to the Movies, where we reviewed the movie Savages from 2012. And we were pretty pretty lukewarm about it in, in totality. Um, but thank you for listening to our podcast um, please keep listening to all of our podcasts and we'll keep making them and we'll see you soon da 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 da